thank you, Sister Denise, for that Bible reading about the teachings of our Lord Jesus to his disciples on the sermon, on the, the popular sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. He was talking about the blessed attitudes of a believer. And later on in his sermon, he told them, which he's saying to us this morning, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to, the, to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on, on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The question this morning is, do you know what it means to let your light shine? When we say this, I mean, we, we all know it, but do we really, really understand What are the good deeds that God is talking about? Do you feel this? Do you think this applies to you? Have you really pondered and thought that am I being a salt to the earth? Am I a light? Do we, have you really thought about this? God wants to call our attention to this word this morning. And I pray the Holy Spirit, God Himself, the Father of light, will shed light upon our hearts. So that we can take this word, this word that he's bringing to us this morning and live by it. Because we know when we obey his words, blessings come. Blessings come. Hallelujah. So what is, why did Jesus use the two analogy of a salt and light? So quickly we just look into what, is salt, what salt is. We use it. We all use it. But one thing about salt is that salt is useful when it's applied to something, when it's applied to food, to an object. By itself, salt is useless. Is anyone here that just eats salt? You just eat salt by itself? I don't think so. You probably won't be able to stand if you do that. Yes. So salt by itself is not useful. It has to be applied. And we... The two common things we do that salt does is it brings, it seasons food. It makes food tasty. It also preserves. So when God is telling us that we are salt, he's telling us to go and season our world. We are to season the world with the knowledge of truth, the message of grace. That's what he's saying to us. Salt preserves. We are to Preserve the people of the world from destruction. People are dying all around us in our communities by sharing the message of truth with them. Hallelujah. The other thing he mentioned is light. And we'll talk a little bit about, about light too. You know, light is power, light is energy. And light has many, many functions. But we'll look into three that are common. Light reflects. Light reflects. Can we say that? Light reflects. We are to reflect the light of God. You know, light is so, God himself is light. And that was the first statement he made in creation. God himself is light. And many things in this, in the, before we sit in the natural, it takes place first in the spirit, in the spirit realm. 
God is a spirit, is light. And he saw that there was darkness on the surface of the earth. And he said, let there be light. And there was light. So it's so important to him because he wanted more of him to be on the earth. And he separated night and day. The account is in Genesis 1. So light reflects. We have to reflect God. We have to, we have to shine. You know, when, when you shine light on a smooth object, it makes the object visible, more visible. And those who are scientists, who are into physics, they, they, can, they can really understand, they understand it very well. They use this in many, many things that we, you know, we, we benefit from. Light transmits. When light falls on a transparent object, it is transmitted to the other side. So light is able to, you know, go through things and shed into another. When there's a house in a community full of light, light is beaming out. That, that household can shine into that community and darkness will flee. Light absorbs. When light falls on a rough, opaque object, on a, most parts of the, of, the, of the light is absorbed. That's in, in the scientific world. But this really makes sense in the spiritual realm. That's why the scripture tells us that light shines into darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it. You know, opaque is something dark. When light shines, the darkness has to disappear and light will take over. And usually what happens in those kind of situations scientifically is that the energy in that light will, be, will focus on that object because it cannot really tr- move away. So it focuses, heat is, re- is, is released on that object and that, the darkness is destroyed. And that's what we are meant to do, to carry the light of God in us and go to places where there's darkness and release the light so darkness can flee. Hallelujah. So dark things, they, in, the, in, in the natural realm, they absorb light. They absorb light and, and generate it. That's why when you wear dark clothes, you get hot easily. So we shouldn't wear lots of dark clothes in the summer. Otherwise, you'll be too super hot. Amen. Amen. So why do we need, now that we know the properties of the salt and the light, and Jesus told us that we are the salt, we are the light. We have that understanding. Why is he saying that to us? Why did it take his time to really talk about this scripture? Not only, and Matthew took account of it, Mark mentioned it, and Luke also mentioned it. Because there's darkness all over the world. The same thing that God himself saw at the beginning is still happening. And that's why he has made us as light. And darkness is rising because the light is not shining. And this morning, God is calling us to shine. He needs us to shine. So why, why do we, why we need to shine our light? Number one, to, that's the reason why he made us. To fulfill the reason he made us. He made us as light. That's the reason God made us. So we need to do, we need to fulfill the purpose what is the use of a thing that you buy and it doesn't function? It doesn't make you happy. And that's what he was telling us in Matthew 5, 13 and 14. And I would like us to read that scripture in the message version. 
Let's read in message version, please. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. Actually, the entire, yeah, 13 to 16. Let me tell you why you are here. This is Jesus speaking to us directly. You are here to be salt, seasoning that brings out the God's flavor of this hurt. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? How will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. God is not a secret that we bring out on Sunday and we keep Monday through Saturday. We are going public with this. Tell your neighbor, we are going public with this. We are going on IG with this. We are going on Facebook with this. Beyond that, we are really going to leave this out. Amen. Bringing out, sorry, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I am put, putting you on a light stand. Now that I have put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives by opening up to others. You prompt people to open up with God. This generous father in heaven. That's why we need to shine. Because that's why God made us. And the world needs us. And we don't need to keep it as a secret. Amen. The second reason we need to shine is because God is going to assess us. You know, after we leave here, we go to heaven because you are saved, you will make it to heaven. But there will be another judgment. That's the judgment seat of Christ, where we'll be rewarded for how we did. The white throne judgment is the first judgment. Some people will not make it there because if you've not made that decision to make Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will not even make it to the white throne judgment. But everyone who calls upon the name of, name of the Lord will make it to that white throne judgment. But the judgment seat of Christ is where we will be judged for our works and our deeds. So God wants us to shine as light. And he talks about this in Philippians 2, 4, 14. Paul talks about why we need to shine as light. Can you please open that scripture too, please? Um, Philippians 2, 14 and 15. I'll read from here. Do all things without complaining and disputing. Your, your work, your service in the house of God. What you do in your workplace, do it without complaining and grumbling. That happens a lot. This past week at my job, a lot of complaining and grumbling because they put a bunch of us together in a conference room to do some work and it was a lot of complaining and grumbling and I, I, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I told, can, you, can we be positive? Can we just be positive? I don't like this negative energy. So it's, it's, it's the human nature. So we're not supposed to be like that because we have the light of God in us. Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault 
in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as light in the world. God is watching. How do you behave with your family, with your loved ones, even within the household of faith? If we cannot really work together here, how much more out there? So God is looking because he wants us to be blameless and without fault. He wants our life to be what attracts people to his kingdom. That's what he wants. He wants us to be the one that attracts people to his kingdom. Not the one that, not, not people that, oh, if, 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 if that person goes to that church, I'm sorry, I'm not going there. Because I, I know how they behave. They are not nice. They are not honest. Is your life blameless? Is your life faultless? Yes, we are in a crooked and perverse generation, but God wants you to stand out. The third thing why we need to shine, like I said, there's darkness all around us. The enemy is busy, he's doing overtime. But God wants us to bring his glory over every situation. And he knows it's possible. He just needs us. He needs you and I. Isaiah 60 verse 1 to 3 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. It shall happen, and deep, deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, amen, and his glory will be seen in you. The glory of God will be seen in our lives and people will come to the knowledge of truth. Then Gentiles shall come to your light and even kings to the brightness of your arising. But we need to rise and we need to shine. We need to speak the truth we know. That's, what, that's why we need to shine so that darkness can be removed from the surface of the earth, and the glory of God, and God can be glorified. Amen. Amen. So that's the word of God to us this morning. That's why he's telling us to shine. First of all, because that's why he made us. Second, because he wants us to be blameless and faultless. And he wants to bring glory even to our world so that darkness can no longer thrive. So now that we've talked about why we need to shine, let's look at what, how can I shine? I know, I understand. So how can I shine? Because that's really where God is taking us. We know we know it, but we want to really understand and bring it home and make it practical. And it's simple. You know, the word of God is simple and yet powerful. Many times it's just that simplicity that we cannot, you know, we cannot really reconcile. So the first, thing, the first way he wants us to shine the light is to love unconditionally. Can we say love unconditionally? Love unconditionally. In this race, in this call as a believer, you are not to be self-seeking. Love unconditionally. That's what God is saying. When you do that, your light will shine. When you show love to people, not because... You know, they look like you, they live, you know, they talk like you. But because you know that they are made in the image of God. And it should start at home. They say charity begins at home. Do you love the people in your life? Do, do you value your wife? Do you value your husband? Do you love your children? Do you value the people in the house of God? 
God is looking at us and is calling us to this life of love, to love unconditionally. I, let's inspire. And when it comes to inspiring, it will give you opportunities, simple opportunities. Many, many of us are waiting for some big time, okay, when I have my business card and my logo and I start my own, you know. Yes, God will take you there, but he wants to test you even in little ways. Inspire and share your stories, your successes and your struggles. Naturally, it's easier to just want to share our successes. But share your struggles with people. Let people know what you've gone through. And, that will insp- and, let them, and tell them how God has brought you out of pain, out of misery. You shine your light when you do that. When you inspire with the way you live your life. Amen. You know, many, of, many times they are thinking, yes, a big opportunity. But simple ways. Some, one of our members shared a story with me. And um, she, she, she um, was invited to our church by a friend. So she's come a couple of times because our friend invited her. And then she was dealing with a transition. Mean, she was trying to transition from her former church. And she was still praying and asking God if this is where she should be. So, of course, our friend comes here. She, I mean, that's fine. But it was our encounter with some other Agape members that actually gave her that final you know, answer that this is where I need to be. And it was in a simple way. She said she ordered food from some members. And the way they did the job, I didn't even ask her who it was. But one of our, we know our ladies that takes care of food business. She said the way they did it was so inspiring. They were honest that she's dealt with other caterers who will not give you what you planned. I'm just sharing this with us because some simple things that you do will inspire people and bring them into light. You have no idea how simple act of living, just being a person of integrity, will really, really draw someone to where they need to be in this season of their life. So she says she, um, so they, first of all, they, they, the way they actually told her, you have to be on time because I'm going to church. I cannot be late. You have to be on time. I have to be in my church. And she's like, oh, this church, is it that serious? You know, you're doing your business. So that, that was our first, you know, like, wow, these people take their church seriously. And the way they did the, uh, the, uh, the, the business, everything was done excellently. That inspired her. And she said, you know what? I really, I, I want to be in this church. And she's here today with her family, serving, pray, you know, being a blessing to the body of Christ. Hallelujah. So you never know how your simple deeds will inspire people. Give. We talk about this all the time. But we need to give when it comes to the things of the kingdom without expecting back. When you do business in the world, of course, you need to do, you know, do it with expectation. But... Give without expecting back. This is very important because many of us as believers, we fall, you know, we fall into this. You get into a rut. Oh, I, I started this ministry. Nobody is even acknowledging what I'm doing. Do it unto God. And let God be the one that bless you. And he will surely bless you. So we need to give without expecting back. When it comes to the things of the kingdom, give your time, give your resources, 
give your talents. And as you do that, not because you want someone to mention, do it because, not because you want them to mention your name. If they do, fine. But many times, and I want us to check ourselves because Matthew 5, 13 to 16 sounds like a very, you know, common scripture. But if we don't take time to really reflect, we may not see how the enemy is trying to get off away from the Father of light because God does not want us to compete. He doesn't like anyone to compete with him. He wants to take the glory. Whatever he tells you to do, do it and say, yes, Lord, I'm done and move on. And God himself will announce it in the due time. Hallelujah. H is to help. There's something you can do. Help people. Help people. Help people who are struggling in their lives. Help people who are struggling maybe in their education. Help people to experience spiritual things. And we can do it just by simple invitation. How many, when, when was the last time you invited someone to church? So if we are trying to figure out how we can shine as light, invite someone to church. We, have, we get a lot of flyers in every Sunday. Just give it. You know, if you have an open area at your job or business that is allowed, just drop it there. Many of us go to stores where, they, where you can display um, flyers without any restrictions. Grab a bunch and just drop it. We have a prayer time. Drop it there. You, will not, you don't know who you are helping by doing that. But again, let us help people to experience the love and the power of God, most especially. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit may nudge upon your heart to remind someone about, oh, will you be in church today? Just do it. You might, they may be going through a time with their feeling, I don't want to be here. I, but your text to them will just encourage them. Let's make it a lifestyle to help. I know our life is not perfect. We have our struggles. Everybody here has something that we are still believing God for. But when you help others, you take the focus off of your own problem. And God will help you with your problem. And that's what he wants us to do. So the question this morning, who are you helping? As you go through this week, think about it. Is, who is that person at your place of work who is struggling and everybody is discussing them? They are a, the topic of discussion. Why don't you step out and, you know, talk to them? If they are doing something wrong, approach them with, with grace. Help someone. Let's help our young ones. They are facing a lot of challenges in this dark and crooked world. Let's help them to live the life that God wants them to live. Amen. And the last word is to teach. Let's teach the truth that we know. The simple things that you have tasted about God, talk about it. The simple things you have experienced about God, talk about it. That's how you can shine as light. Don't hold back. You know, Paul told Timothy, a young pastor, that do not, do not let anyone despise you because you are young. Be an example in every way, in everything you do. Be an example. So this is how we can shine as light. When we love, when we inspire, when we give, when we help, and we talk about the goodness of God. And you talk about it to people everywhere. You shine as light. Hallelujah.
So as we close this morning, I want us to just, you know, we'll be talking, I'll just have a few things to say and we will, we will pray. Now that you know how you can shine as light, it's not really a big thing. You don't need to go back to school for a degree. It's simple. It's just a life yielded to God. It's really to be more, you know, intentional about the things it's bringing to your mind. But it's good to know where he wants us to shine. Because as God is taking us deeper, as he's taking us higher, God is very specific. He wants, you know, light needs to be, for light to be very effective, when you focus it, when you focus light on an object, it has impact, a greater impact. So my challenge to you this morning is to ask God, where is my stage? Know your stage. You know, life is like a backdrop. There's a darkness everywhere. But when you get on that stage and the light of God shines, the darkness disappears. But you need to know your stage. It could be, the self, it could be one of the several mountains of influence, or it could be the, the little business you are doing in your home. Like I shared the example of our sisters, that they are, the way they conducted their business drew, drew someone to be a part of this church family. The several mountains of influence are those areas in our world system that are being controlled, we, you know, that, that controls many things. It's family, religion, education, business, government, media, heart, and entertainment. Is God been nudging your heart to do something in the area of media or art and entertainment, education? I thank God for a few of our sisters here who have started praying for education. That's part of how you're shining your light because you know your stage. Our education system needs prayer. Are you a teacher here? God did not just put you there to get a paycheck. That is your stage. Shine your light. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you those children that needs him. And call them in and just speak to them. Simply just speak the truth in them. You might be saving a child from committing suicide by just telling them God loves you. You are beautiful. Know your stage. Know your stage. And once God reveals, many of us, we know, he's told us our stage already. You know what he's telling you to do. Get on your stage. Get on your stage. Arise. That's what he's telling Arise. Get on your stage. Don't put your head down. Don't put your head down. Hallelujah. You know, it told Jeremiah today, Jeremiah 1.10, today I appointed you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy, overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. So when you know your stage, get on your stage, then... You shine. God placed Esther in the palace. She thought, okay, I want a beauty pageant. Yes, I can now live a good life. But it was not just, just about that. It was to bring deliverance to our people. That was why God put her in that place. So I don't know how your stage will be. The stage may not be something very, really, you know, exciting. But it's beautiful when we stay in line with what God wants us to do. Hallelujah. And God helped Esther. God will help you. God will help each and every one of us to shine as light. To shine as light in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And lastly, let's focus our eyes on God. 
Because when you get on that stage, you will be nervous. When you get on that stage, you may be lonely. But focus your eyes on God. After all, he's the one who put the light in you. And he's the father of light. To whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. He will not leave you. Just focus on him. He may use people to bring you there. They will leave, but God will never leave you. And as you shine your light, you will see things in your life turning around. And that's, many of us are self-focused. And that's why I started with love. We love ourselves too much and things are not improving. And God is saying today, just focus on me and live a life for others. And I will take care of you. I want us to close our eyes this morning, to close as I pray. And just ask God to help you to look to him. That's the one thing we need to do. To look unto Jesus. Focus our eyes on God. Focus your eyes on him. He is the father of light. If you feel there's no light in you, it can shine light. And I sense that some people here, you actually feel darkness. You feel overwhelmed. You feel blocked. God wants to shine his light on you. Quickly as we pray, I will sing a song and I just want you to pray and look to God. You know, one of the ways we experience him is to allow our senses Release our senses this morning, just, just in your imagination. Look at God and just look to him. For some, you will, will feel his touch. You will see him leading you. You will see him saying something to you. That's God. He wants you to look to him. He wants to shine his light on you. Thank you, Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of the earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, look full in his
keep your focus on him. Keep looking to him. God gave Dickness Yamande a word this morning. I want us want her to share it and I will pray. The revelation. Praise God. So this morning I just saw a flash and uh, I saw a figure and uh, it was somebody attempting to commit a suicide. And um, there was a burden in my heart to just pray for people going through a phase, disappointment, depression, you know, anxiety or any form of just disappointment. You know, that, you know, the enemy has actually come to swift some of our members, you know, but that we should stand in the gap, that the enemy will not be able to outwit any member of Agape House in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. As a church family, we stand upon your word. You said you have come to give life in abundance. The enemy has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But you, Lord Jesus, the Savior of the world, you came to give us life in abundance. As a church family, we stand upon this word. And we decree and declare we will live in the name of Jesus. No one will give up on living life. Anyone here that the enemy is afflicting with that spirit of suicidal thoughts, we come against it in the name of Jesus. You are free in the name of Jesus. Any family member that is thinking of giving up on living, we decree you are free in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you for shining light onto us this morning. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.